Canada's goalposts are moving once again when it comes to COVID-19 and vaccination rates. I'm Kenneth Malcolm, and this is The Kenneth Malcolm Show. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. I hope you are enjoying our daily show, and we hope that you are enjoying the content here at True North as well as The Kenneth Malcolm Show as we dive into the daily goings-on in federal politics in Canada, looking at the scope of politics and culture across the country and coming to you every day, which is really fun because we get to uh, pretty much cover every major issue that goes on in the country. We don't let anything pass us by, and we always keep an eye out on the media who are often just so dishonest and so manipulative in the way that they present the information. So we usually have a fun mix of critiquing federal politics as well as critiquing the federal media landscape. And we talk about provincial politics as well. So today I want to talk about the ever-moving goalposts when it comes to COVID-19. This is a very familiar topic uh, to the audience, to all Canadians, because as you recall, the original call when it came to COVID-19, the original ask from world leaders, from our own prime minister in Canada, from provincial leaders and health experts, was that we were going to take two weeks to flatten the curve. You recall that in what early, it was early March 2020, uh, we saw huge spikes of COVID all over the world. It started out in China, but China is so secretive and dishonest, we didn't really get a full picture of what was going on. There were sort of dissident leaks um, of videos so so that we kind of got a picture of of the authoritarian reaction to COVID, but we didn't really know how bad COVID was until it started to spread to other countries, until we saw it in places like Italy and Europe and the United States. And then we realized, okay, this thing is pretty bad, pretty deadly. We don't know exactly what it is. There's a lot of really shady elements to it, particularly that uh, the source of this virus came from Wuhan, which, uh, as John Stewart very funnily, very comically put it, um, is the same location as the Wuhan Irology Lab, which um, studied coronaviruses. And so, you know, did this thing come from a lab? Uh, was it man-made? Did it leak from a lab? What exactly is it? There's so many questions. And so, at the time in March in 2020, when world leaders said, "Let's all just stay home so that we don't." spike the healthcare system so that we don't overrun everything. We're just going to flatten the curve, which which didn't mean that you weren't going to get sick. It, it still meant that you were going to get sick from COVID eventually. You just wasn't going to happen all at once to flood the healthcare system. So it was, it was two weeks to flatten the curve. Uh, famously in March 2020, it is now November 2021, and we are still living with ongoing um, COVID restrictions. Uh, again, the, the moving goalposts. So it's it started out with a, with a mild ask and and then it escalated and it continues to escalate it continues to escalate and we see that so we're going to go through some of these glaring examples because now it's not just the COVID moving goalposts uh, but it's also the 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 goal, moving goalposts when it comes to vaccination rates when it comes to forced vaccinations and now when it comes to vaccinating your little kids when it comes to vaccinating five year old children in this country and around the world before I get to that though if you are enjoying the Candice Malcolm show if you like the content if you like what we do here. If you're watching this video on YouTube, don't forget to like the video, leave us a comment, head on over and subscribe to True North, and don't forget to hit that little red notification bell so that you never miss an episode. If you're watching on Facebook, please like this video, share it with your friends, share it on your page, uh, leave us a comment, let us know what you think about the content here, and don't forget to like the True North page. Also, don't forget to like the Candace Malcolm page. Finally, if you're listening to this show in podcast form, either on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you enjoy listening to your podcasts, don't forget to subscribe 
subscribe to The Candace Malcolm Show so that you never miss an episode. And if you like The Candace Malcolm Show, please consider leaving us a five-star review. Head on over and do it right now. It really helps us out with the algorithm. It helps us become more discoverable to people who aren't aware of the show and of True North. So that really helps us out. Thank you so much. So today I really want to delve into this issue of COVID moving goalposts because the latest one came out this week that public health experts are changing the definition of what it means to be fully vaccinated. So Canada's chief public health officer, Dr. Teresa Tam, says that the general population will now need another vaccine shot, but not until at least early next year. So we're talking 2022. It may be that the general population will need another dose, but not just now. But that's likely to come, said Dr. Teresa Tam. Now, why is this an issue? Well, it was just three days earlier. Three days earlier, Dr. Teresa Tam, the same person, the chief public health officer of Canada, came out and said that boosters for the general population will not be required as there is no evidence of waning protection. So here she is. She comes out last week and says, look, we're not going to need boosters. That's not part of being fully vaccinated. There's no evidence that there is a huge new surge of COVID cases or that people who have been double vaccinated are no longer protected. They're not seeing a big wave of people who are fully vaccinated all of a sudden becoming more sick of COVID. They're not seeing those numbers go up. But then three days later, three days later. So, so, so somehow in the course of three days, we went from being no evidence of something to all of a sudden it's likely to come and it's inevitable. So this is just what we have come to expect in Canada. I don't know if it's a communication issue or just, again, this is evolving, ever-changing goals when it comes to COVID. We can never get out of COVID because we don't even know what that means. What, you know, what is the final vaccination rate? What, uh, what is the case count? What, at what point will we just learn to live with COVID? I mean, we all know that Alberta famously tried to say that uh, COVID is now an endemic, just meaning that we're going to live with it. It's going to be something that is always there like influenza. And every year there's there's surges in cases. And sadly, some people die of it every year, but it's not debilitating. It's not something that we're going to close down our entire economy for. It's not something that we're going to uh, break the bank and run up a mind boggling amounts of debt to what? To pay people to stay at home? Uh, that's not going to happen anymore. Uh, so Alberta said that in the summer. And it kind of came back against them because they did have that surge. They did have that fourth wave and the media were all too happy um, to sensationalize that, to blow it out of proportion, to make it seem more catastrophic. Uh, it was constantly in the news, drumming up fear, drumming up anxiety about this, uh, basically to embarrass Premier Kenny, basically to, uh, as a warning sign to any other province and any other government out there, um, don't say that COVID might be ending because if, 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 if you say COVID might be ending and then there's a case spike, uh, we will make you live to regret it and, you know, it will ruin your political career. So, 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 so that's the scenario that we live in. This is the world that we live in where, uh, we, we, we can never shake this COVID thing. It's just here forever. And no matter what we do, no matter how far we get, no matter how much we comply with government orders, they are finding a way to bring back more orders, more heavy handedness. It's like, I've said this many times on the show before, the authoritarian impulse is real and a lot of political leaders, a lot of public health officials, they, they like the power. They like, especially public health officials who are usually, uh, you know, low level bureaucrats, people who aren't really thought of, aren't really considered, aren't really involved in decision making. You know, they, 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 they have their, they sort of stay in their lane, right? Um, but then in the last almost two years, they've been elevated. They've been, uh, you know, promoted on television every day. They're, they're stars, they're household names. Everybody knows Dr. Teresa Tam. Everybody knows, uh, Dr. Dina Henshaw. 
Dr. Bonnie Henry out in British Columbia. These have now become household names, Dr. Fauci in the United States. And they like that. They like the attention, they like the power, and they don't want to let it go. And so again, what we're seeing is no matter what we do, they're going to find another way uh, to, 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 to make us comply, to make us subservient to make sure that they are lording over us in a way that really is not emblematic of a free society. This is not how free societies go. Of course, this is just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to the changing goalposts, even vaccine passports. Uh, who, who could forget? Uh, Doug, both Doug Ford and Jason Kenney came out making sort of passionate cases against vaccine passports. And we saw that they famously flip-flopped. Uh, you know, in Alberta, it was because of that fourth wave. In Ontario, it's because Doug Ford just, you know, listens to whoever is in front of him. And the person who was in front of him uh, one day said no to vaccine passports. And the next day, uh, they said yes to it. So, so Ford flip-flopped, Kenny flip-flopped. But one of the prominent people who also flip-flopped on this issue that we don't talk about a lot, we, we, we went deep into the archives here to find this clip, is our Prime Minister, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, also adamantly opposed vaccine passports back in January 2021. Trudeau opposed them. He said that they would have divisive impacts. So let's show that interview because we, we don't see this clip very often. We don't remember that it was just uh, less than a year ago, about 10 months ago, Trudeau was on the anti-passport side. And he actually makes a pretty decent case here about why he was opposed to vaccine passports back then. Let's play that clip. Will Canada consider requiring people in this country to have proof of vaccination similar to the digital uh, passports that are being developed in, in places like Denmark and Greece and the EU? I think it's an interesting idea, but uh, I think it is also fraught with challenges. Uh, we are certainly encouraging and motivating people uh, to get vaccinated as quickly as possible. But we always know uh, there are people who uh, won't get vaccinated uh, and not necessarily through a, a, a personal or political choice. There are medical reasons. There are uh, a, a broad range of reasons why someone might not get vaccinated. And I'm worried about uh, creating uh, uh, creating knock-on undesirable effects in our community. I think uh, the indications that the vast majority of Canadians are looking to get vaccinated uh, will get us to a good place without having to uh, to take uh, more extreme measures that could have uh, real divisive uh, impacts on on community and country. It's, it's like a different guy, right? It's like the guy that we saw campaigning on the 2021 uh, election campaign was angry, divisive, hateful, spiteful against the, the, the population in Canada who are vaccine hesitant, right? He was coming out with uh, every name, fully demonizing them, not just demonizing the sort of political movement and the political leader, as we've seen him do in the past with conservatives. He loves to, to demonize conservative politicians, conservative MPs, conservative leaders. Uh, but this time, it wasn't just his 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 ire wasn't just aimed at Maxime Bernier. It was aimed at the entire segment of the population who may support Maxime Bernier. It was aimed at all of the people who didn't want to get vaccinated, which I, I've never seen a prime minister wage a election campaign against a segment of the population. Um, the, 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 the type of sort of um, divisiveness, fear-mongering, uh, the hatefulness that he was promoting against that group of people uh, was really unbecoming of a prime minister. The, the, the old liberals, liberals not too long ago, including Justin Trudeau, uh, would have made a passionate defense against scapegoating a portion of the population, um, splitting the population into a we versus them. So, so, so January 2021 uh, versus August and, and September 21, two totally different Justin Trudeaus. And so finally, you notice in that clip, he, he says not just people who have a health exemption um, or a health reason why they wouldn't get the 
uh, vaccine. He also said people who have a political or religious reason for not wanting to get vaccinated, which so again, just a totally different tone than the one that he has struck more recently. I like I like January 2021 Justin Trudeau a lot better than his current uh, iteration of himself. But we know that, of course, Trudeau is, is not alone. Lots and lots of politicians have come out and flip-flopped on this. So the team here at True North has created a nifty little guide to highlight all of the various times that the government, federal officials, Dr. Teresa Tam, Justin Trudeau, have completely flipped when it comes to the way that they describe something COVID-related. It's You can find it over at tnc.news. I'm going to go through some of them now. So uh, early on with COVID, Dr. Teresa Tam said that uh, COVID is not a risk to Canadians on January 29th, 2020. Tam says the risk is low in Canada. By March 11th, that had changed. And Teresa Tam said this is an outbreak that's very serious. When it comes to China's responsibility, again, on January 29th, 2020, Teresa Tam praised China for its astonishingly rapid coronavirus response. By May 13th, 2020, Trudeau contradicted that and says the world has questions, particularly for China, regarding its handling. When it came to travel bans, we all know that Canada famously said that closing the borders was racist, that they would refuse to close the borders, even from Wuhan, even from the very infected area. And as well, Health Canada sort of parroted what the World Health Organization was saying at the time, so on January 19th, they said that there is no clear evidence that the virus is easily transmitted between people. A couple weeks later, on January 29th, Teresa Tam said that there is human-to-human -human transmission, but those are generally for close contacts. On the issue of closing that border on March 13th, 2020, Liberal Health Minister Patty Haiju famously said that border closure measures are highly ineffective in curbing the spread of the virus. Uh, five days later, on March 17th, both Canada and the U.S. mutually agreed to close their land borders for the first time ever, and they basically remained closed the last year and a half. I think that they're finally starting to open up, uh, but really, uh, really astonishing flip-flop on that. Then, of course, on wearing masks in March 2020, March 30th, Dr. Teresa Tam said that masks are not beneficial for asymptomatic people and could be dangerous by giving people a false sense of security. And then on May 20th, Dr. Teresa Tam recommends that Canadians wear face masks. So again, the government constantly tells us to trust the science, to listen to the science. But the problem here isn't the science. The problem is that this is a virus that we don't really know that much about, that the evidence is constantly evolving. The rules are constantly evolving. The rules are often contradictory. They are often nonsensical. They often just don't really work and, and aren't really workable. And so when all of a sudden, uh, you know, the, usually the people on the left, but the federal officials as well, start um, beating us over the head saying, trust the science, trust the science, trust the science. It's no wonder why Canadians are a little hesitant. I'm Candace Malcolm, and this is The Candace Malcolm Show.